It's Spooky Saturday. Saturday is my favorite day of the week. You have toiled, suffered, struggled all week long, and now you're here to get the chills, thrills, and everything in between, from pop culture cryptids to history. I'm your local ghost host with the most, Devin Ray. Now, let's get spooky, shall we? It's Spooky Saturday! It's Spooky Saturday. It's Spooky Saturday. It's Spooky Saturday. Hey, 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 hey! Hi, hey, hello. It's me, Devin Ray, your ghost host with the most bringing you the chills and thrills almost every single Saturday. And I am joined as most times. As most times. By my confident co-host scott co-host. i was trying to go alliterative and i was like but what can i do that's on theme and then i was like don't spend too long thinking about that just say words <laughs> say something say anything scott keel how you doing scott keel I'm good you good i'm good you're good i also am good yeah you are because <laughs> this is i guess it's the third episode of what i always wanted to do as part of this podcast the want to play a game mm-hmm. but now after doing the first episode with will stories about dungeons and dragons and the second episode with jose Villarreal about silent hill one now we can finally talk about <laughs> the thing i know the most about and that is silent hill two silent hill <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite video game silent hill two there you go what's my favorite thing Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2. <laughs> it's the same. This is, oh. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same. I, oh my God. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, I played this game when it first came out. It came out September 25th, 2001. But then it was re-released on the Xbox later, which is when I played it because I didn't have a PlayStation. I did. I didn't play Silent Hill 2, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no judgment because you played it now. I did. You did me the great favor and in debt of our friendship. Yes. To play through Silent Hill 2 for I the did. first time. For the first time um, in 2023. In 2023, uh, you know, six months after the remake was announced. Yeah. It's really so we can have perspective when I play the remake that I could be like, see, see, they <laughs> this, changed this. They changed all the things. Why did they do that? And I won't have Scott looking at me going like, I don't, I don't. No, I'll be looking at her going, yeah, because it was so fucking frustrating. So they changed it. I'm going to need you to lower your voice when you talk about my, <laughs> my boy Silent Hill 2. Um... It's the same, uh, it's Konami, Team Silent, just like the first game, except they immediately started production on Silent Hill 2 as soon as Silent Hill 1 was a hit, which was pretty immediate. Yeah. So Silent Hill 1 came out in 1999, this came out in 2001. Um, They had a bit more infrastructure, so it wasn't just Takayashi Sato rendering cinematics himself in a 150... (laughs) Um, computer building after hours uh, yeah. when he lived there for two months. It, you know, he wasn't the lead artist, I guess, for this game. This game had the lead artist of Masahiro Ito as the monster designer. 
Um, it still has uh, Kira Yamoka as the music composer. And what's interesting to me is that for these first couple Silent Hill games, Akira just kind of like wrote I wanna, music. I want to point out just for our listeners. Okay. There's no literature in front of Devin right now. <laughs> there's no there's no paper. There's no website. There's no Wikipedia. There's no printouts. There's no note cards. I just had to say that. Please continue. It's my special interest. You were you were saying. I apologize um, for interrupting. No, you're good. No, you're good. Uh, so Akira writes the music with the themes and the storyline, the basic storyline, but not without with not with the gameplay. Mm-hmm. So he he wrote what, thirty tracks for this. Mm-hmm. Um, Composed 30 tracks for this. Did he do this sort of like ambient sound? Is that him as That's well? Him. Okay. That's him. Gotcha. Um, based on the mood, the reference, or the references that they've given him. and um, Right. So he didn't like, they didn't, they were like, this is the vibe we're going for. We need a track to do this. Yes. This is the story of the game. No, no, no. They didn't say that we need a track to do this. It's, we... This is the story of the game. Mm-hmm. This is the mood we're going for. This is what we want it to feel like. Mm-hmm. Here are the movies that we are referencing and stuff like that when we're making this game. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay. And wrote 30 tracks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, forest Noise, or Forest is one track. White Noise is another track. Red Pyramids is another track. Um, if you watch any horror, like, YouTube video... Uh, <laughs> Shanks at it again. The tabletop terrorist. The tabletop terrorist has returned. Uh, if you like, a lot of YouTube and TikTok videos will feature Silent Hill Two music in the background. Okay, wait, yeah. Whoa, I know, because it's so good. Yeah, um, like now that I'm thinking about now that that's been pointed out to me, like there's like a weird sort of retroactive memory connection being made Mm -hmm. that's really strange um another really interesting thing before we get into like gameplay with Mm -hmm. plot is like this (laughs) god give me a heart attack child um this game while it is called silent hill 2 the team silent went forward with like a totally different storyline so whereas Silent Hill 1 is about Harry Mason trying to find his daughter, and there's a cult, and there's also a drug ring, and what have you, monsters. They were like, no, no, no. This is something totally different. It's called Silent Hill 2 just because it is the second game, but it has nothing to do with the story of the first game. Um, But I will say, it does expound more on the town itself, and taken as part of a whole of the series can really give you a better picture of what this town is about. And I said it in the episode with Jose that, like, I love these games because the more you play them, the more you know. And there's always a deeper level into the symbolism or understanding of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, I myself learn new things about this all the time. Like, for instance, like, James is a derivative of the name Jacob and Jacob is the uh, 
adversary or the pretender. That's what that name means. And Israel is where that name comes from. And that means to wrestle with or to have issue. So the name James inherently means to be pretending and to wrestle with an issue. Hmm. And the name Mary is also like blessed, but also means bitter. So that's something I just learned. It's okay. like the, 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 the There's symbolism just in the names, symbolism of the characters. just in the names of the characters. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to really try not to be the only person that talks in this episode, <laughs> but it, it is like you've pressed a button that you can't unpress. And now I've begun talking. Hey, I'm, I'm here for the ride. So before, again, before we get into gameplay, it's important to know that the town of Silent Hill does have rules. Yes. Um, and they reference a lot more of the history of the actual town and not the cult in this game. So the rules basically with Silent Hill is like you, it can't create something out of nothing. Okay. Um, it does have the power to create a reality, but it can't just conjure a new thing. It's based on, like, memories. It's based on memories, whatever. And we see with Alessa in the first game that all of the monsters and all the places you go and the way that the town is presented are very much related to her amplification of power through this cult in the town and the town manifesting things based on what she is afraid of and her experiences as a little girl. It's like Inception. It is like Inception. She's scared of dogs, so dogs are one of the first kind of monster that you fight. Okay. Uh, she went to go see a production of, and maybe this is, uh, that's a, this is a segment from Origins as well, but she went to go see a production of The Tempest, and she was really scared by the actor that played Caliban. So in Origins, one of the villains that you have, or one of the monsters you have to fight is a Caliban okay. monster. Um, I feel like I remember there being bats in the first one. There are flying screamers. That's that's what it is. They look like pterodactyls. Yes. And there's all those whatever. But in the in the timeline of Silent Hill, Silent Hill 2 happens after the death of Alessa. So the town is on its own in manifesting what is about. Mm -hmm. But in that, it can create different versions of the town for everybody that comes to the town. Another rule of the town is that Silent Hill, as a town, protects children fundamentally. That's why the little girl's okay. And yes, Laura, as a little girl, sees the town as a regular fucking town and does not understand why everything Everyone's is fucked. freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is something that I learned as I was playing it is that Silent Hill presents itself differently to the individuals in it. Yeah. Everything you see can be different. You're all on your own journey. The third rule for Silent Hill is a Silent Hill is a place of atonement and acceptance. It is actually, I mean, you could look at it as either benevolent or malevolent based on what that is. But it is ultimately seeking towards a positive goal, if you will. Resolution. You have to accept the things that you did. Or face a reality about your life, which I'll talk more about later in regards to the three people that we meet 
the three adults that we meet that are called to the town. And how the game ends. And how the game ends. So, let's play the game. <laughs> um, so you hadn't played this before. No, I had not played any Silent Hill before. And... I had seen the movie. The, the first, first movie. movie. Yeah. That was really... And I somehow, prior to seeing the first movie, knew that Pyramid Head was a thing. Yes. It's a very famous, iconic villain. I feel like when you talk to people about Silent Hill and they don't, they haven't played the games, they know about Pyramid Head and they know about nurses. Yeah, I knew there was was a vague thing about dead, undead nurses, something, Mm -hmm. and Pyramid Head and his giant fucking sword. Yeah. And actually, I think a lot of that came from, I played a lot of Soul Cal 2. Mm-hmm. And Nightmare yeah. has a, a either either has a specific skin or just in general is relatively reminiscent of Pyramid Head, as as is presented in the films. Yes, not in the video game. In the video game, <laughs> it's very very different yeah. because in the video game, he looks like a very normal. He's the he has a build of a, a regular man. Yeah, he looks like just a normal average sized dude Mm -hmm. with a huge fucking metal pyramid very tall pyramid on his head and it has been very widely debated is what is under that helmet yeah um all of the monsters in this game are humanoid monsters yes um they vaguely resemble humans. Or oh, the monsters that we see in relation to James Sunderland, our protagonist, are they human. Either, they either look human or they look like they were made from a human. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, the first monster you encounter is the shambly dudes. The lying figures. So there's the lying figures, mm-hmm. and those definitely look human. But then the next thing you encounter are the the mannequin legs. I don't. It's like yeah. two sets of legs on top of each other. No, no top half body only. Yeah, one like two sets of legs glued together at the waist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so that's like yes, made from human, but not necessarily humanoid. Mm-hmm. And then later in the game, there's. They look like a mattress to me with somebody stuffed inside it. But what did you call them? The daddies? <laughs> the, the bad daddies. The bad daddies. They're they're a depiction of a masculine type figure looming over a smaller figure in the confines of a bed frame. And the feet and hands are the posts that hold up the bed frame. Yeah. Super fun. There's also the flesh lips. That yep. hang from oh, ceilings. Yep, hate those. Um, and nurses. And nurses. Are the things that are under the grates, are those flesh lips? No. What are those? Because I never actually encountered, like, I was able to outrun those. I'm pretty sure that I don't remember exactly. This is, oh, ooh, I don't remember exactly the name of them because they resemble so closely a monster from Silent Hill 3 called the Closer Monster. Okay. But they do hang off of floor grates and will your feet gotcha yeah they'll get you they'll get you um but yeah so also at this point right now 
15 minutes into the podcast. I'm going to tell you, we're going to spoil this game. I don't know. I feel so blessed that I got somebody to play this game that didn't know what the fuck was going to happen in this game. But if you don't know and you don't want to, just stop listening. Go play the game and then come back. It's fun. Um, (laughs) It's fun. Uh, Well, I mean, I also, I say it was fun. I had a a Devon guide while I I played. Yes. Um, And you didn't help me, like, Devin helped me. You didn't when... help me. No, she de- She definitely did help me. But she only helped me when it was a situation where, like, you could spend hours looking for what you have to do next. Mm-hmm. So you have to go to this place. Mm-hmm. Um, or in the encounters with Pyramid Head, you know, it was run to the corner. It was boss fight advice. Yeah. And uh, just basically streamlining the the gameplay it's things that if you had all the time in the world and you really wanted to figure it out you could yeah but i felt like because i can listen i love this game <laughs> and i've been playing it non-stop for 20 years um i love this but i can't logically or reasonably expect somebody that didn't play it in 2001 or 2002 to have that same love immediately for it. It has barriers. The tank controls are bad. Um, some things can get really frustrating. And I feel like... If it, has, I... it has those glitches that come from games from that era. Like, I played Resident Evil 2. Uh-huh. Um, and, it, you know, there, there are elements of that game that if you went back and played it now, you would be like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. I'm going to throw my controller, not because this is hard, but just because the... The, the controls, like, the way the game is functioning right now just doesn't make sense. Right. And I I struggle with some video games, playing them and achieving things. But when I do, I feel, you know, I feel that achievement. If I finally, I've played a boss 20 times or something like that, mm-hmm. and I finally beat it, it's like, fuck yeah. But that's on newer games. And I felt like if I didn't help you with the bosses, that would hinder your enjoyment of the game. 100%. Yeah. Um, If I had let you... You know when you when you have your first encounter with Pyramid Head, in a in a combat type scenario, uh, if I had let you die, like thirty times, you yeah. would have said "fuck this." Yeah. Um, where actually I could have just been like, "just run away. You yeah. can't kill him." Yeah. Um, so you start the game. Yeah. In the dirtiest bathroom in North America. <laughs> yes. Gnarly. Gnarly bathroom. Um, and. James Sunderland, our protagonist, is, is reading or hearing it read to him a letter that he received from his wife. And instantly, I mean, you get a set, like a, an idea of the environment. Once you figure out how to fucking walk, mm-hmm. then you have your trek t- through the two woods. minute long walk through the woods, which was done purposefully that nothing is going to get you. But you hear to, things in the woods yeah, that are like, tracking you. You're like, what is walking next to me? Um, which this game is full of those little things. Nothing is going to get you. But no. you feel like at any point, and especially somebody, it's just really interesting because you have modern horror training. Oh, yeah. I walked through that game like ready for things to jump out at 
any point from anywhere. Like, I was expecting, like, I'm going to walk by this door, and the door is just going to explode, and things are going to pour out of it like it's left for dead. Mm-hmm. You know? Or, like, Call of Duty Nazi zombies, or, you know, some yeah. other nonsense where... Bioshock, where just, like, shit just Jumps happens. at you, yeah. And this game does a really good job of constantly making you feel like that's going to happen without ever doing it. Yeah. Not once. It's one of my favorite possible things. Because you can see culturally that this was developed in Japan. Yeah. Um, although it is an American set game. Yes. Um, that there's a, there's a restraint and it's more about telling a story and giving a, a person an experience that way, which I feel like for the time it changed my fucking life. That's why I love it because I didn't know, like, okay, I will say playing Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda, which is also one of my favorite games. Don't get upset. I have a Triforce <laughs> tattoo. Like it's fine. Um, it's all polygons and it did take me on an adventure, whatever, but I didn't think of video games as taking you on that kind of story level immersion adventure mm-hmm. until playing Silent Hill 2. Yeah, and and they, it's just such a well-maintained tone of dread. Um to me, the scariest parts of this game are when you are expecting something horrible to happen. Uh-huh. And it doesn't like, for instance, there's a in the in the apartment building that you go to um, the first it's the first area after you've entered the town. Um, there's a room with moths and a noise that I hate, but that's not why I'm thinking it's the scariest part ever. I hate the noise. I don't know why it's uh, autism. I don't know. But um, I hate that noise so much but you have to reach your hand into a lime green hole in the wall yes and it asks you do you want to yep and everything about what you know about horror says do not reach in that hole yeah your arm is gonna get ripped off but you have to but you have to yeah um and the second thing is much much later in the last area of the game the hotel when you have to leave all of your items yeah on a shelf and go in with no mm. health no flashlight no radio yep blind into an area yep those uh, are the two scariest moments in the game for me because yes. you go i don't want to continue yeah i don't want i don't i don't i don't want to do i don't want i don't want to do it i don't want to do it yeah and i think a couple times i have paused the game when i was much much younger playing it that like i think on the first playthrough i was like i don't want to i'm not going to yeah i'm gonna go save it and i'm gonna do something i'm gonna go do something else but you you can't um so okay thinking chronologically going back you walk in you go to a cemetery you meet angela roscoe at a grave talking nonsense yep um and she it's she's like she still has the urge to kind of protect this man that she doesn't know and she's wary about. She, she gives him a knife, right? No, no, no. That's, that's later. Oh. But she's like, I I wouldn't go into town if you don't have to. It's, yeah, stay away from Silent Hill. wrong with it. And James is like, you know what? If it's, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, my wife's in there. 
I got to get my wife. And she's like, okay, bye. Um, I do wish at some point, because there is a sub scenario on the extent, like special releases of the games that you can play the born from a wish scenario, which is Maria's story from the, before the game starts. Um, but I do wish there were other games where you got to see what happens with Angela and Eddie in their journey through Silent Hill. That but, would be interesting. So we get into town, we meet, we fight the first thing that we fight. And this is, you know, like, the game is clunky, but there are mechanics in this game that I feel like are incredibly advanced um, or add to the experience of it. And one of them is when you get this radio. Um, it crackles when you are near anything supernatural. Yeah, so it's your warning system. And yeah, so there's, it... there's two elements of electronics that mm -hmm. interact with the supernatural in the game that are really fascinating. There's the, the crinkly radio, or the crackly radio, so every time that you are, even if you can't see it, it might be if it's in the area mm -hmm. that you're in, meaning it could be around two corners, so you have to turn right and then turn left, and then it's there. Mm -hmm. If it's in the area, your radio is going to crackle. Um, and the other is your flashlight. Mm -hmm. If you leave your... It, and, and to be clear, it is always nighttime. It is always foggy. There is very rarely any light sources and if there are light sources they really illuminate a very small area mm -hmm. so a flashlight is kind of essential if you don't know what you're doing you also and this is why i say it's advanced for the time is you can't read your map if you don't have your flashlight on yeah so you have to you have to turn your flashlight on to read your map and you have to turn your flashlight on really if you want to fucking see for like 70 percent of the game um, maybe 80% of the game. Uh, but the monsters are drawn to your flashlight. And to your radio. And to your radio. So you have to turn both of those things off if you don't want to draw attention to yourself. Mm -hmm. Which I think so. is... Also, James can't aim his gun if his flashlight's not on. See, I didn't know that because well, never I turned never turned off. my flashlight off. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, fight me. Like, I'm not, I, I would rather see and have to fight you or run around you quickly mm -hmm. than not. And the reason why I prefer Silent Hill to Resident Evil is, I mean, it comes straight down to, I want to enjoy my horror game and I don't want to spend all the time killing things. That stresses me out. You have to kill the zombies in you Resident Evil. You have to kill the zombies in Resident Evil. They put you in impossible scenarios that you have to. Yeah, you have to fight your way out. But in Silent Hill, it's almost more beneficial just to run away from them. Yeah. Like, there are achievements now. Especially with... on hard mode. Oh, yeah. Like, I played on normal. Mm -hmm. And I did fine. Yeah. I, I still, I mean, I, I, I was not conservative. No. I used my guns. And at the end of the game, I still had plenty of ammo, and mm -hmm. I still had plenty of health kits and things. Mm -hmm. So I could have, granted, I had a guide. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I think that I could have played on hard mode. I mean, I don't know. It might be just a really drastic tick up. I don't know. But given how many, how much, how many resources I had at the end of the game, it could have been more difficult. Yeah, you could have. I think if you were to play it again, you could play it on hard mode. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, 
I don't like playing on hard mode, but that's. Well, I mean, again, that's not, it, it does. I don't think it would be enjoyable. I think it would be very stressful and frustrating. Well, you know, here's the thing. I've been playing this game so long that I try to do everything that I can with it. I have beat this game in two hours and 37 minutes. That's insane. Um, the Shining. Uh, so, um, we touched on how um, Silent Hill is different for different people. Yeah. And what I think is really interesting about the, the track that we see, James Sunderland's story, mm-hmm. is the motif of water yes everything looks kind of wet wet. um when you're in the apartment buildings the boss fight with pyramid head he walks into water Mm -hmm. you start the game at the edge of the lake you have to cross the lake whatever Mm -hmm. and everything is there's always dripping noises there's always always dripping noises and so as you know your philosophy on water whatever is that water has a memory right yeah so the most important thing about this is that james needs to Remember. remember what he did mm-hmm. um so having his silent hill be so based around water is remarkable to me and i mean like i didn't get this until like the fourth play i was like why is everything fucking wet um it's because he has to remember yeah so his whole thing his whole path to um absolution is through remembering and you see that in the first big puzzle that you have to reach your hand into in the scary room full of moths is you have to get a clock key, <laughs> which has what I think is the, the, the point of the whole game is to remove the scars of time. You have to move forward. So he can't move forward in the game until he moves this clock, right? The clock that is stuck at one set time, right? But he has to move it forward and then move the clock and move forward and walk through the hole where the clock was. Right. And so this whole game is about you have to keep going going and accept what you did because james killed his wife surprise boom 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 i said there would be spoilers if you didn't think there was going to be any i got you Uh, because he thinks that mary died three years ago yep um and for him she died he thinks she died of an illness which for him she did die three years ago yeah because she was diagnosed three years ago Oh, so she died recently. He here's the theory. He James kills Mary, immediately blacks out, takes her body, drives to Silent Hill, goes into the bathroom, washes his face, and starts the track. Oh yeah, because there's an ending where Mary's still in his car. Mary's always in his car. Okay. Mary is always in his car. The body of Mary, his wife, is always in his car. Wow. Um so, so he kills his wife, has a mental break, mm-hmm. puts her body in the car, drives to Silent Hill, and then imagines a letter that she wrote. Wow. And then goes to find her. There it is. And says, she died three years ago. She died three years ago. And that's just. But she was diagnosed with her illness three years ago. Mm-hmm. She died right before he got to Silent Hill because he killed her. He killed her. When mm-hmm. I knew he killed her, I just thought that. Maybe he killed her three years ago. But that doesn't explain why Laura. Why was Laura there? Laura's not real. Okay. Remember, 
The town can't create things out of nothing. Right. So Laura was a little girl in the hospital. Laura, Laura's a girl in the hospital that Mary knew. Yeah. Like, she was a real girl, but the Laura she, that's in Silent pro- Hill is not a real the girl. The Laura that, yes, the Laura that you meet. Is not real. Is not real. Maria, the carbon copy of James's wife, but slutty. Yeah. Christina Aguilera. Is not real. Is not real. Eddie is not real. Eddie is real. Eddie is real. Eddie the three is people real. that are called to the town are real. That's Eddie, Angela, and James. And James. Okay, that's why they have the three gravestones. But everybody, there's a theory that everybody you meet is not real, but I believe that the people that are called to the town are real. Um, it's just everybody that James meets. There's not another person that James meets in the town that's real. That's not. So Angela's there because of her father. So Eddie's there because he shot a bunch of people. So they're all, and I've, I've struggled with it, that, you know, I like looked at the town of Silent Hill as a punishment, purgatory-type town. Right. I've adjusted that mindset towards, it is a path, like purgatory, the old purgatory, towards redemption. Well, I, think, yeah, pur- I feel like purgatory is a, is a, 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 the coin is spinning in the air. Right. And so... And it's an opportunity to either be redeemed or... To go deeper. Right. So what I struggle with is that Angela kills her father. Yes. Um, for sexually abusing her. Yes. And hypo- possibly her mother and her brother as well. Right. And I struggled with a long time that this girl, because she's 19, um, would be punished for that. For that. But if you look at it as this, everybody that is called to the town in this set of time needs to accept something and move forward. Uh, And that Angela, it's not that Angela killed her father. It's that the trauma that Angela experienced in her life is holding her back from moving forward with her life. Right. She's stuck in time. She is stuck in time. She... Is so every time that we meet Angela, she's somewhere else mentally. When we meet her the second time after the cemetery, she is it's pretty implied that she's about to kill herself. Yes. Um, and Angela is constantly on the verge of suicide whenever whenever we see her. Mm-hmm. Um and I think what happens at the end of the game for Angela when we see her in the hotel is the, the town is basically, she has decided, I can't move past this. And the town allows her to kill herself. Oh, okay. The fire scene. The fire scene. is For me, it's always like this. Because she can't, she can't move beyond what happened to her before. And I, don't, I don't think it has anything to do with killing her father. It's really just... Her trauma. Her trauma. And that's why the town has its own morality code... And I think the town has decides by the end of her track that the best thing to do for her, which is also an, a horrible message, the best thing to do for her, for her mentally, is to let her go yeah. and to let her Die. do that. Now, Eddie is also in denial about what he did because we first see him in the apartments um, vomiting from the side of dead bodies. And you see him vomiting from the side of dead bodies constantly. Yes. Until throughout the game, he gets more and more comfortable. The next time we see him, he's eating. Yeah, he's and then eating pizza. 
the last couple times he is full manic and he has accepted what he did, but has gone to the, the worst possible thing. Yeah. He is now a killer. And instead of going, wow, what I did was fucked up and horrible. He's going, that's who I am. That's now. who I am now. Yeah. I am the angel of vengeance. And yeah. so James has to put him down, which the town specifically puts him in James's in, path, in James's path. So James can take him out. Um, because you go to, okay, this is skipping way ahead, but like after, <laughs> after the prison, you go into a labyrinth and at the end of the labyrinth, you meet Eddie, um, and have to get into a gunfight. And Eddie is in this freezer with all these dead bodies because um, Eddie disabled a boy that bullied him and killed a dog in a horrific way. And Eddie's Silent Hill is very cold. Yes. Um. But why would that freezer be anywhere near where James is going? Right. So in the physics-defying part of uh, Silent Hill, like, the, it just placed this room. In his path. In his path. Yeah. To go, okay, you you take care of it. He's not, this is the end of his thing. Right. Um. So, <laughs> skip it back and back. Um, <laughs> in, the, in the apartments, the first place that you go, the first time that you see Pyramid Head. Um, is on the other side of the cage. Is a very shaky set of bars. Yeah. That he could break through if he wanted to. Yes. And hence my argument that, like, yes, Pyramid Head, as a spectral being, is a personification of James's violence, sexual violence, um, but in a means to punish James and make him realize what he did. And in that function, he's not going to hurt James. He doesn't hurt James. Right. He stands there and looks at him. Yeah. The first time you see him, he just stands there. Yeah. And you're like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is that? The next time you see him, he's like destroying a couple monsters that look like vaguely feminine. And you just have to get away. And you shoot at him. Yeah. Who knows what he would have done if you didn't sneak into a closet and shoot at him. Yeah. He does kill... No, okay. Also... Here's a fun little thing. It's like all the dead bodies that James sees are James. They are. Yes. Including the TV that you walk into and you see somebody passed out, like, or watching like bleeding, TV. watching static, which is how James ends his story, basically, when he watches the videotape in the hotel. Yeah. It's the same image. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I have the working theory that this is all the different iterations of james living the same track over and over again until he gets it right till he gets it right <sighs> that's wild um but yeah and and like in the boss fight with pyramid head at the end of the apartments you just avoid him you avoid him and he leaves you alone yeah um if you can't kill him like right. he has his sword which is really just one half of scissors because, spoiler alert, there are two pyramid heads. There are two pyramid heads. And they're modeled off of, and like, the, once again, Silent Hill can't create something out of nothing. That is what the executioners of old Silent Hill used to look like. Right. That 
James has seen in the historical society the last time that he visited with Silent Mary. Hill, with Mary. <sighs> Wild. I, oh, I could. How long? Forty minutes. Great. We haven't <laughs> left the. We're gonna. We're talking about it in real time, pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're still in the apartments. Um. Yeah, the game. It's really crazy. Um, as you play through it, because like. It's it's very interesting what the game chooses to help you with versus not help you with. Mm-hmm. Um items it's very easy Mm -hmm. the game will james's head will turn abruptly whenever he's near an item Mm -hmm. and he will stare at it until you go pick it up Mm -hmm. same with monsters james will turn his head to look at any monsters that are around that he has an eyeline that he has a line of sight on Mm -hmm. and if you aim your gun and a monster is around and you're facing the general direction it will auto aim at the monster yeah so there's definitely things that it does help you with in terms of mechanical gameplay and sort of helping you, you know, in terms of like locating items. It's not one of those games where you have to like walk around and press X on every Everything. single surface to make sure that you don't miss anything. Mm-hmm. It's it's the th- there the the hidden th- even the things that are air quotes hidden are there's 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 very clear indicators that something is there Mm -hmm. what it doesn't help you with is uh progression i am gonna respectfully disagree yeah yeah i feel like the game tells you exactly what you need to do yeah i guess it does it's just okay that's you're right that's not fair its way of telling you what to do in terms of game progression is very unique. Mm-hmm. And for a normal gamer, mm-hmm. for someone who has an understanding of how video games work, mm-hmm. it is not helpful. Right. Okay. I can see that. There's like, no there's no top-down display or anything that'll show you where your health bar is at. There's nothing that'll tell you what your objective is. Yeah, like, I can't like, look at the map and it goes, you're here, this is where you need to go. It's like, you got a piece of paper 20 minutes ago that when you get to this spot in the game, the piece of paper that you picked up back in the apartments, now that you're out of the apartments, and the apartments take a while to get mm-hmm. through... But you got a piece of paper at some point in the apartments that meant nothing at the time. But now that you're out of the apartments, it's like, oh, that piece of paper told me that I need to go to this location. And if you look at your map, there's a location that you couldn't see when you were in the apartments. Or uh, chocolate shake. Um, (laughs) Or, you know, you pick up a random item, uh, six cans of juice, and you're like, why the fuck did it let me pick that up? Right. And then 20 minutes later, it's like, oh, this garbage chute is jammed. And you're like, I've got some juice. Right. But like, why, why would, why, why would you? I feel like here's the difference is that it's not this, these Silent Hill games, uh-huh. they're not developed by gamers. They're yeah. Developed I guess, by artists. I guess so... what I would say, what I would say is that had you not told me about to put the juice down the garbage chute if i was playing this game by myself mm-hmm. 
I would not have gotten past that. Point I think you would. I think you would have because you would have got. You would have figured it out. I you would have figured it out. I don't know that I would have. I I I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit because if I could figure it out uh, twenty years ago, you. Could it's figure it such out. a random correlation. Okay, the juice thing is weird, but <laughs> there's a lot of things that. Oh, this. The puzzles make sense to me. I love the puzzles Mm -hmm. because the puzzles, there's very clear indicators of like, you need this, you need four sets of codes. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you come across four different sets of numbers, either before or after you come across the thing that says you need four sets of codes. Mm -hmm. But with things like the, the six pack of juice and the garbage chute, like what i think here's the difference is this is and i said this in the in the last silent hill episode that like i think games used to be harder because you wanted to take you wanted them to take longer to play mm-hmm. cuz it was a big investment and there weren't many of them right? right so i remember you know like you, you go i'm wandering on this apartment i don't know what else to do yeah until you finally, you know, you try things. It's like you do critical thinking, problem-solving skills. It is one of those things where you reach a point where you're like, okay, this garbage chute, I've got to do something. And you, I would probably, you, you would run through your entire list of items. You try and use your stick to poke the, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and eventually you try the juice just because and be like, oh, shit. That worked. Or later... In the hospital, you pick up a dry cell battery in the hole in the wall, and you're like, what the fuck am I going to use that for? And now, by this point, you should be a couple hours into gameplay. Like, you you know that you're picking up stuff that you're going to use later. Yeah. Um, and it's not until much, much later that you're in an underground tunnel system before you get to the prison, and your flashlight dies. Yep, and you need to put a battery in it. And you need to put a battery in it. Now, you had a me. I did. So, I was there to go go in your inventory. Put in the battery. Put in the battery. You have a battery. Or pick up that thing. Why? It's, I don't know, just pick it up. It says thinner. Like, yeah. Weird. I did. I, I picked up thinner. And then I looked at a photo later. And it was like, it's all, it's got marker all over it. Mm-hmm. And Devin was like, you have a thing for that. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, look in your inventory. And I flipped through and I was like, oh, I have thinner. <laughs> you did. I did. And it, it worked. <laughs> and this game uh, rewards patience and uh, bravery. And Devin guides. And Devin guides. I, this is tried and tested i i can't i can't it was really more hard for me not to just spoil a a full walkthrough yeah um but to make a long story short throughout the game there's also on top of items that you can pick up and monsters to fight there's a series just a bunch of different kinds of memos and lore and things that you can look at the amount of times that devon was like go in this room and i was like okay and then she would be like look at that wall and i would look at the wall and i'd be like nothing's happening she's like no just isn't that cool <laughs> like it's not 
it's not relevant doesn't it doesn't change anything it's just it and it would be like there would be writing on the wall that would be like a me, uh, air quotes message from mary to james mm-hmm. or something like that um or like the silent hill symbol mm-hmm. um you know just just random one of the silent hill sigils well and that's what i mean by the more you play the game the more you know so you can walk through the game without looking at memos you can you can walk through the game without looking at photos on the wall and things like that. But when you do have the time where you have the interest in it, you learn so much more. And like who wrote the diaries on the ceiling, the ceiling, the, the, uh, roof of the hospital. Like, I don't know. Could be James. Could not be James. Right. Um, but you also learn things like in, it might be the historical society, it might be the prison. You see a a drawing, painting of the hotel, the Lakeview Hotel, uh-huh. on fire. Uh-huh. And then when you have gone through your revelation as James, you've watched the videotape in room three, 312, and you know that you killed Mary. You go downstairs and the hotel's burned Fun. down. Yeah. It's so that hotel, the Lakeview Hotel that you saw when you walked in is not real. The hotel burned down. Right. And you got to see that that's what happened to it. It's not just, oh, and now it's different. Also, the hotel, the Lakeview Hotel is the only area of the game where there are no memos about like, I did this murder or I'm tortured or I'm abused. It's just going through the hotel. Right. Because you are so close to achieving what what Silent Hill wants you to achieve. Just wants you to get to it. It just wants you to it, like. I mean, it's guided you there. And like, it's so funny as you get closer to the end of the game. Like, I think in a lot of other games, as you get closer to the end, things tend to get more and more complicated. Mm-hmm. As you get closer to the end of Silent Hill, all of your routes become more and more direct. Mm-hmm. Like. To the point that when you get to room the when you get to the third floor mm-hmm. of the hotel, the only door you can go through is three twelve. Yeah, like you have a whole floor, and if you look at the map, there's a whole floor to explore. Every single door is locked mm-hmm. except for three twelve. It's a like, direct path. Yeah. So like, and and it, it's the whole game does that. Like as you get closer, there's just one way through. Whereas right. at the very beginning of the game, it's like playing Final Fantasy where it's an open map and you can go anywhere and do whatever the fuck you want mm-hmm. within like the physical graphical realm of the game. Mm-hmm. But like feasibly, James could go at the start of the game, James could go anywhere in Silent Hill. Yeah. But within reason. Within re- within the, the graphical within the graphical limitations of the game and, and the block. And it's so roads. brilliant too cuz the the town will block off ways out of the town yeah like you can't go down nathan avenue right but the closer you get to the end of the game it limits you more and more and more and more and more until you basically only have one feasible path forward well also the communication from the town becomes more and more direct the further on in the game you go yeah it's less vague it's like you can pick up memos in the hospital about random patients that died or sickness or things like that um but once you leave in the other world 
you go to the other world, the other world, other world hospital, and then you exit the Brookhaven hospital into the other world version of Silent Hill. There are notes that you thought were just from the hospital director that are just to you. They're like, uh, you know, if you, if you're brave enough to go, James go. Yeah. And it's like the town is like, I'm done fucking around. Yeah. You just need to go to, go to, go to the park. Go get this key. Go yeah. to the historical society. Yeah. That's the only place you can go. I'm blocking off everything else. You can only go to the historical society. And you can, and you will go down this two minute long staircase. Yeah. Because there's no way back. Yeah, and that's the other thing is the more the further you go in the game, or each time you sort of, the game hits these turning points pretty consistently where, it's a point of no return. You go through the door. You cannot go back. You f- fall down a hole or. Mm-hmm pyramid pyramid head knocks you off a roof or mm-hmm. whatever it is lots of once you go through there is no going back there is no going back which is a perfect little segue to the endings of the game so you in the hotel before the very very last boss fight you have a boss fight if you can call it that i mean it is a fight and it is a boss but like with two pyramid heads. They yes. kill Maria again. Yes. Sorry, Maria... Dies a lot. Maria dies a lot as the town being like, this is the most brutal way I can show you that you killed your wife. I'm going to keep killing your wife, but different. Yeah. This object of your desire. I'm going to kill her, but different. And she's going to keep coming back until I think the imagined version, the the Silent Hill puppet of Maria is so confused. Yeah. Um, That when you when you're under the prison and she's in a cell she switches back and forth from Mar- mary and maria constantly yeah, she does um and shows herself as this town's creation and not her own person yeah but if you play born from a wish she is kind of her own person she chooses to go down the path of meeting james when she meets a ghost called ernest baldwin he lives in a mansion and he tells her don't go meet james he's a bad guy and she's like i have to she's about to kill herself in the beginning of the game anyway <laughs> It's really interesting like it's and that's about like whatever doesn't matter anyway so <laughs> you fight these two pyramid heads like he james watches maria die again and he's like i'm done fucking I, around i needed you guys to punish me for what i did but i know what i did and it's time to end this and then he fights the two pyramid heads they decide to kill themselves because they can't be killed by james i don't know if they can be killed at all that can that gets into the lore of silent hill and what it, but they put their spears on the ground and impale their faces on them. Yeah, and they're both holding eggs. Yep. And a crimson egg and a... Scarlet egg and a rust egg. There it is. Uh, hold on. There's a reason I corrected you. Is Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Shut up, scat. Um, so these two eggs represents... And th- they don't have an impact on the ending that you get. That is all to do with du- gameplay. But they symbolize the two outcomes from James going through Silent Hill. The Scarlet Egg is beautiful, pristine, reborn. It's egg, new life. Beautiful, new life. The rust-colored egg is rotted. Like, but you need to get both to unlock the doors to move forward. It doesn't make a difference which door you go through. They both go to the same place. Right. What does matter is like, okay, so you get up. You do an ascent, which is, I told Scott when he was playing is like, this is the only Silent Hill game with an ascent because James is pretty much the only protagonist that successfully goes through Silent Hill. Yeah. 
to achieve his. There thing. are lots of descents. Yes, there's a descent in every every Silent Hill game. You could, I mean, you could make the argument that Harry does an ascent to get to the boss fight and whatever, but I don't. Harry's not atoning for anything. He's just looking for his daughter. He's not called for what a lot of people subscribe the Silent Hill philosophy to. It's a totally different thing. Um, And you can see, kind of, Angela has her own ascent too. Yeah, she does. Hers is to death. Yeah. So. Up on the rooftop of the fake hotel. Or is it a Christmas story? Up on the rooftop, click, click, click. (laughs) There is a monster made by Silent Hill. Um, You either meet Maria pretending to be Mary, dressed as Mary, or you meet Mary. And that depends on how you played the game, how attentive you've been to mary or maria you can look at mary's letter and her picture often that'll get you a merry ending a good merry ending the best merry ending is the leave ending when you just go through mary's letter her full letter that she wrote that laura had um that you hear the snippet of in the beginning and james leaves silent hill with laura the fake girl right um that's the that's the easiest ending said james moves forward with a child who knows if he's qualified (laughs) to be a dad doesn't matter there's a child and that's assuming that laura is real as well i don't think she's real whatever or (laughs) there's the uh mary who didn't forgive james turns into a monster you have to fight her and that's the maria ending when you leave silent hill with maria so wait you knew when i had to fight mary that i got the maria ending. i knew the second that you got up to the thing that, that you got the maria ending huh um and so what's tragic about the maria ending is that while they're leaving to get in the car maria starts to cough and basically saying James has to start the cycle over again. Yeah. Because he's chosen a bad outcome from a Tony. He has learned nothing from his right his thing. Like he might have learned that he killed his wife, but he didn't learn anything else, which is Eddie's downfall, which is why Eddie gets killed. But like, that's how the town is going to punish James is make him live through the exact same thing again. Yeah. Where? <laughs> Maria is up there and you fight her or whatever. But then these are the, these are the last like three, these are the three endings you can get on the first playthrough or you fight her, you read Mary's letter and then you hear James give a monologue and James drives his car that has Mary in the backseat into Toluca Lake and dies and dies. So you can either, you can either, Except your wife is dead and mm-hmm. leave with Laura. Mm-hmm. You can... Except that your wife is dead, but you want... But, and fight her and kill her again as a monster. Mm-hmm. Or you can accept that your wife is dead and drive your car into a and that you Yeah, you don't want to live without her. And that's the first playthrough. Those are the only three options. Those are the only three options. Okay. Um, and you can get the in-water ending by being negligent of your health. And also looking at Mary's letter and Mary's picture. 
is that you don't care if you live or die. Gotcha. Now, on the second playthrough, <laughs> you can get the rebirth ending, which is gets into the culty stuff of Silent Hill. It's the, uh, the most culty things that you'll get. Because um, they speak very vaguely about it in Silent Hill 2. Like, you have Mary saying, like, this was once a special place. And then you have a couple articles that you can read about how it was a sacred place. And... Um, when it was colonized by white people, a plague came through and killed all of them. And nobody knows what happened. Right. Um, also, there's a little bit about the little Baroness, which comes up later in a little fucking game that I don't think I'm going to talk about on this podcast. But um, <laughs> whatever. So you pick up through when if you if, if it's your second playthrough and you want to get the rebirth ending, you pick up four different items um, throughout the course of the game. That will only appear if you played through the game once before. And basically, you fight Maria uh, on the top of the hotel. And then you see a cutscene of James in a rowboat. Because you look at the map for Silent Hill. And there's a little tiny island in Toluca Lake in between the Lakeview Hotel and Silent Hill. Old Silent Hill that we get to explore in this game. And he takes basically the boat that he went to the hotel with and rows to that island and does a rebirth ritual on Mary, actual Mary. Okay. Um, you don't see what happens. You don't see the ritual. You just know he has the stuff and he's like, I can't live without you. I'm sorry. I hope you forgive me, but I can't live without you. I'm bringing I'm you going back. to bring you back. Which if you watch Pet Cemetery, you know that's a bad idea. Bad dead, call. Dead is better. Um, sometimes dead is better. Anyway, or in a second playthrough, you can get the two joke endings, which are the UFO ending and the dog ending. And in the dog ending, you get the dog key. And then you go to a room in an alley, right? I think right after the apartments. And you find that there's a Shiba Inu that has been controlling everything in Silent Hill and everything in Silent Hill is controlled by a dog. It's a very quick playthrough. It's a joke. And then the UFO ending, you pick up a blue gym in the bathroom at the beginning and you show it in three different places. And then I think right before you watch the videotape in the hotel, you the go UFOs outside the balcony, you. you show the blue gym and the, the aliens that were in the joke ending of the first game come down and get you with the protagonist of the first game. <laughs> and, and that's it. And that's it. Um, Oh my god. I could talk for days about this game. Um well, do you have like what are you what were your favorite part I'm wrapping it up, don't worry, I'm wrapping it up. What were your favorite parts of playing this game? As somebody who's never played it before. I thought it was very funny when I realized that the first time that I died was in the gunfight with Eddie. You made it so far without dying. It's the only time I died. Yeah in the game um but i would say my favorite parts of the game were i really liked the oh it's it's tough i think i really liked the hospital and the prison the most okay i didn't like the apartments as much because it felt weirdly like tedious 
tedious because it felt normal. Okay. Like, it was spooky, but it was normal spooky. Okay. But the, the hospital and the prison were... All out. Yeah, it was fucking weird and scary, and it felt like it was supposed to be scary. And, like, the apartments were scary, don't get me wrong. But the apartments felt a little bit too normal. Like, it felt like I was like, okay, I'm doing puzzles. So, like, I just need to hurry the fuck up and figure out where I need to go. Mm-hmm. It's also, still an apartment. And I was also still getting a feel for things. Yeah, and it's, by it the is time a tutorial I, part of the game. Yeah, and by the time I got to, like, the hospital and the prison, I, like, I liked them, A, because they were extra spooky... And B, I liked the I liked the tight corridor vibe. Mm-hmm. So when you encounter monsters, it's like it is a essentially a fight or flight situation. And a lot of the times, it's fight because like yes, you can run around them, but it's a it's a tight hallway that you're having to get around, or you're in a tiny ass room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just, and I love the like the apartments were quiet. The apartments are very quiet. There's no, almost no sound for most of the apartments. Yeah, there's sound effects. At one point, you know, like you hear a scream in one hallway or a, a room, you can hear like a... Yeah, there were definitely little creepy things. Um, but all of those creepy things are in the prison and the hospital too. Yeah. And there's just this like low frequency hum and these percussive hits that are kind of going that are just unnerving um it's it's great it's it's a a great great soundscape soundscape. like and the visuals are really cool and it definitely it's definitely where that i felt the most sense of like something's gonna jump out at me mm -hmm. or something's gonna just be there and fuck me up Mm um yeah yeah, I I mean, I love the whole game, but the the hospital and the prison. The hospital is my one of my favorites because of all the memos and things that you can read. Um, and aesthetically, it's just you know there's plastic sheeting everywhere. Everything's kind of bloody and yeah. Uh, the and the enemies that you encounter in the hospital are the most vicious of the ones that you encounter. The nurses, which is you know important psychologically because that's where James felt the most hostility. Yep. So like, and you can, and the, so I hate Americanizing things and I'm kind of worried about the remake is that like the nurses are sexualized, but the, they're gross, but they're gross and they have no faces. Yeah. So, and it's, it's like when you take that as, you know, everything is an interpretation of James's psyche and things that he thought it's like you, you sexualized nurses, but you didn't care who they were. Um, also, yep. but they're, you know, vicious. And yeah. you hear, like, um, at one point, Laura's talking about a letter that she took from one of the nurses. And she's like, but don't, don't tell her. Don't tell her that I took it. So it's just like. Even Laura's the nurses, afraid. The nurses represent a sort of, like, either, either James didn't like them because they were protective of Mary or. Authority. Authority. It's like a really, you know. But. <laughs> You also meet Pyramid Head in the in the hospital, and he knocks you off the roof. Yep. Doesn't kill you, though. Yep. Knocks you into the intensive care uh, psychiatric unit. Yeah. Which, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> so the, the isolation rooms that you can't get into any other way. Nope. He knocks you off of the roof into them, which doesn't make a lick of sense. No. 
there's a it's a roof. Can't knock something off a roof. End of Yeah, and like <laughs> Yeah, it's just the game definitely will will does a really great job of putting you off kilter. Mm-hmm. Like horror as discomfort. Horror as discomfort. The game, Dread the and... game does a really good job of throwing your the player off balance mm-hmm. in in a gaming sense. Yes. Like similar to how movies will do things with camera angles or with patterns or whatever to sort of cause that discomfort or with sound or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and using all of the elements of cinema to go, how are we going to disorient the viewer? This game takes it an extra step further and says, how not just how do we disorient the viewer in terms of the visuals and the sound and all that, but how do we disorient the gamer? Yeah. How do we fuck with how gamers think to make them uncomfortable while they play this game? Which, I mean, this is why this game is like a blueprint going forward for a lot of horror games. Because it does, it does get inside your head just a little bit. Enough that, like, it turns the attention from a, three, like, a third person. Like, you're experiencing the game, but James is the player, whatever. Until things are directly addressed to James that you didn't think would be directly addressed to James. And you're like, ah, yeah. why can't you see me? Yeah. Um, which continued i think most expertly in the the pt the playable trailer teaser um from a couple of years ago um when it fucked with your game system in a way that like made you think it was talking directly to you yeah um my fave one of my favorite little things is in the prison in that like there are monsters that you fight the ghost. But there's ghosts. There's ghosts in the prison that pose you no harm. Yep. They just walk back and forth saying ritual. Ritual. In this house. In this house. <laughs> in this house. Um, and I, I told shot this shot. I told Scott to shoot them. She did. It didn't work. You killed one. I did. You killed one ghost. I did kill a ghost. I feel bad about it. I made him kill a ghost. It didn't want to hurt me. It didn't. It just wanted to say ritual. 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 Um, yeah, I... It's a cool game. <laughs> it's it's my favorite thing. Yeah. Took you on a journey. It did. Even a 20-year-old game. Yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this game came out, and then they immediately immediately started production on Silent Hill 3 because why wouldn't you? But when this game came out, nobody fucking liked it. They're like, what happens in the cult? What happens to the town? You introduce these characters. Yeah. Where are they? So They're that's not why in, the sequel. in Silent Hill 3 it is Silent Hill 3 is basically Silent Hill 2. Yes. Silent Hill 2 is its, its own, own thing. thing. Um and you could consider Silent Hill 4 a sequel to, to Silent, Silent Hill, Hill 2, 2 in that James's dad Frank is the apartment manager of the protagonist of Silent Hill 4. So you could assume that James and Mary Sunderland lived in Ashfield with his dad, okay. Frank, in the apartments. Okay. And also, uh, the main antagonist in Silent Hill 4 is Walter Sullivan, who is referenced in a newspaper that you yes. can pick up dropping the juice down the trash chute yes. for the killing of Billy and Miriam Locaine. Um, and it gets into that. and okay. it, But it ties it back to the cult in that 
The cult of Silent Hill has multiple different sects. S-E-C-T-S. Sects. Uh, that are trying to bring about the birth of God. One of those rituals was, you know, the, the, the God ritual with Alessa and burning, the burning of Alessa. And this just sounds like a Magnus archives episode. I, why do you think I love the Magnus archives so much? <laughs> the other, the other, uh, ritual is the, the assumption of the Holy mother, which is the 21 sacraments, which Walter Sullivan tries to, complete because he was manipulated by an orphanage because he was born in an apartment. He thinks the apartment is his mom. Um, Weird. He's fucked up by the cult. Um, <laughs> he was raised in a panopticon water prison um, for children. Sure. That's it's, it's, it's the game. Yeah. Um, but this, I mean, they kept making it and there's a, there's a remake coming out sometime. Woo. I'm so excited to play it. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to change. I don't know if they're going to change anything or because they said they're going to update it. I have a feeling they'll leave it relatively alone. They'll probably update all of the graphics mm -hmm. and they'll probably update the mechanics. Right. Right. I doubt that they will change too much about the story. Right. And how that functions. I mean, I don't know why you would they'll other... probably add a couple of endings probably i don't know i'm I, excited i feel like they will i feel like it, it it's 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 one of those things that seems like they probably had a hard time doing mm -hmm. and now they've had a lot of time to think about it and it would be very relatively easy to incorporate some new endings well i don't even know if you need well you sure you could have more endings or you could explore the endings that you have yeah, to... Yeah, in more depth. Yeah. Um, but I think what what I really think that they're going to do, the main thing that I think they're going to change is, you know, you said in your experience that like the first part of the game is pretty open, mm -hmm. but I think they're going to open it up more. even more. Yeah. And that you can explore... More of Silent Hill. More of Silent Hill. Yeah. Because if you have the engine to do it, it's all on the PS5. Yeah. Why one, wouldn't you? I think the only reason that Silent Hill wasn't bigger when they made it is because they literally couldn't. Right. You get five There roads. was only so much code. Like, that's why there's fog. Yeah. Is to limit you render distance. Code. Yeah. Like. So, yeah, I think that the town will be much bigger. Mm -hmm. Much more to explore. Mm -hmm. Maybe a couple new monsters. Maybe. I hope not. I mean, if they do, I mean, Masahiro Ito, the monster designer of this, of the original, is back. Yeah. And Akira Yamoka, the sound designer. So I'm designer sure that is back. even if they do add new monsters, they will be done well. They will be done in, with intention. Yeah. It's not just like, and then we're going to throw Pyramid Head in this game because yeah. that's the Silent Hill guy. I'm yeah. Like, no. No, I don't think that you'll be fighting a bunch of extra pyramids. I think I think there will probably be multiple more, maybe a couple more instances mm -hmm. of Pyramid Head. I avoided one. You did, and I I think that hurt your feelings a little bit. Well, yeah, because I didn't know. Yeah, so in the labyrinth, <laughs> I kept there's there's this point in the labyrinth where you crawl down these ladders and you're walking through water, and every time I walked down into the water, Devin just like locked up. And I was like, what is going on with you? And she was like, I, nothing, nothing. It's nothing. Don't stay in the water too long. <laughs> and I was like, okay. okay. Are you going to tell me why? N no, 
okay. And I didn't, I will say this, I did not rush through this game. No, you did not. I am not a, I am not a runner. No, in he gameplay, walked, he I walked I walk through Silent Hill. I, I am a I, and I walk I walked mostly because I don't like to be the player that like is just running through shit and then hit something that you weren't being cautious and hit. Which now that I know have played through Silent Hill two, that's not something I needed to be worried. No, you can, about. You can I would probably still play it the same way just because it's fun for mm-hmm. me. But I was a very patient. So I was walking through this water, and Devin was just like, "Can you run, please?" She just she, she just was so tense. Uh, and yeah, I, I realized it's because if you take too long in the water, I never I didn't I never experienced this. But apparently, if you take too long in the water, Pyramid Head shows up and kills you. No, no, it's it's some parts of the because you don't have a map of the labyrinth. You make your own map. Yeah. Which is why it's called the labyrinth. Is that it's a series of hallways with ladders that go down into water. Yeah, and you have to like navigate around that to get through it. It's some sections of the labyrinth, the lower labyrinth. Pyramid Head is there, probably just to prod you along. <laughs> and I run into him every single time. I didn't hear and him I, once. I, and and I was just like, I don't want to. And that was my thing. In helping you as a guide and watching you play. I didn't want to ruin your experience of the game by telling you exactly what was going to happen. Right. But I also couldn't control my face. Right. So it's not like, (laughs) or with, I knew as your friend that some advance warning of some things would be helpful. So like, Hey, you might want to switch to your shotgun soon. (laughs) I could have just let you not. But that 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 wouldn't have been. Yeah, I'm pretty quick on the start button though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's. I mean, you do. I kind of love that there's no display on the screen. There's it's like no a HUD. movie that you're watching. Yeah. And so to change your weapon, to change to use health kits, anything like that, you, you have to pull you, up the start. You menu. pause the game, pull up the start menu, and do whatever it is that you need to do. Right. And. And it's I also realized that and this is probably something they'll fix in the in the new version. You can totally I wouldn't call it cheating, but cheat. So if you're firing your gun mm-hmm. in real time fighting a monster and you're shooting and you run out of bullets, mm-hmm. James has to stop and reload. Mm-hmm. If you count your shots, you, you can, can just stop before you don't take the final shot, pause the game. And you can reload your gun in your start menu. And then when you unpause, you have a fully loaded chamber. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's cheating. That's just... It's just you manipulating the mechanics. Right. If it was cheating, they wouldn't let you do it. Yeah. Like you'd have to... Oh, uh, left bumper, right bumper, X, Y. Oh, I reloaded. Like yeah. that's... It's not... Yeah. You're not breaking the code. No, no. But it's just one of those things that like... It feels like it's not the way the game was intended. Okay. You're supposed to struggle a little bit. Well, I just feel like the why why have the mechanic of the visual mechanic of reloading if that's not supposed to be something in the game? Oh well, I mean, like you know what I mean. If you're playing on easy or yeah, you can have beginner action level mode where you basically have like ten villains in the whole fucking thing. Um, <laughs> that's that's a simplification. It's it's just much less, and they take much less to kill to kill. It doesn't matter if you reload. 
Like if you pop off ten shots from your handgun, yeah, and you have to go like click, 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 they're not gonna get you in between that, right? So it wouldn't make sense if you're playing on beginner or easy mode to go into your start menu, reload, and then keep pumping because the lying figures take like two shots to take down. Right. I'm just thinking about like when I was fighting when you're when you have to finally fight Pyramid Head mm-hmm. with the rifle, mm-hmm. re like. It's bad enough having to aim, shoot, stop aiming, and run. You Mm -hmm. barely have enough time to get away. Mm -hmm. If you actually had to reload the rifle at any point, you were dead. Yeah. Um, So it's one of those things that I thought, I just thought was interesting. Like, you did also miss the great knife. I did. You can apparently pick up one of Pyramid Head's One of the Pyramid Head's swords. Yeah. You can go pick up. And then you just one shot. That's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, but it takes, it's a huge heavy weapon. Um, but you can have it. And then you can one tap Pyramid Head. Mm hmm. You can one tap Eddie. Mm hmm. You can one tap your wife. What's funny? I had to say it. So, so what's interesting is that when Scott played, he got the Maria ending. Yeah. But the way that Scott was talking while playing the game, that is not the ending he should have got. Yeah. Uh, the way that I treated, the way that I played James to treat Maria was very different from how I spoke about Maria while playing the game. I found Maria to be a massive frustrating hindrance and did not want her around. But I didn't make James do anything to indicate that that's how I felt. I was very courteous as James. Oh, let me go check on her and make sure she's okay. Oh, Maria, are you sick? Oh, no. Bye-bye. Meanwhile, Scott's like, all right, fine. I guess I'll go fucking look in this cell to see if she's there. This bitch. This bitch. Anyway, what do you mean anyway? What are you talking about, bitch? Chill out. You disappeared. Aren't you dead? Didn't move, you die? Move. Move your ass. Move. <laughs> we got the Marie ending and Devin is like, what the fuck? I went, how did you fucking do that? How did you do that? After I was trying to engineer him to get a different ending. Yeah. I was like, hey, do you want to look at that letter? Yeah. Do you want to look at? Well, I did point out because there's a lot of cool things that if, if you're not digging through your start menu all the time or you don't have the impulse to look through your inventory... Like, you can completely miss it. Throughout the game, the letter that you have as James slowly disappears until it's gone completely. Oh. So, you have it. It's written. You can only read half of it at some point. Then after you fight Eddie, it's a completely blank piece of paper. Oh. After you get to the hotel, it's completely gone. Yeah, I didn't, uh... I didn't look through my inventory hardly at all. And, I mean, I was... I thought that was interesting, too, because you seem like such a... You are such a fastidious kind of man that, like, I would have thought you're looking at every item and trying to, like, tell me more about this. What is this? What is this? I mean, I might have hindered that. No, I think for me it was just like, and, and yes, probably, like, having a guide was like, okay, I'm not going to worry about that shit. But even when I play games, I'm, I'm a practical 
gamer, so mm-hmm. I, I focus on the things that, like, I focused on how many health kits do I have, how many health potions do I have, how many elixirs do I have, how much, which guns do I have, how much ammo do I have in each gun. Water drink. Water drink. <laughs> Would you like a water drink, Cole? <laughs> the amount of times he said that was too damn high. I love me some Santa Clarita diet, man. You, we need to act more normal. Mostly you. I'm doing my best. Doing my best. <laughs> so, what would you give this game out of ten? Out of ten? I'd probably give it like I'd probably give it like an eight. An eight out of ten? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, for for being a 2001 game, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I to. to legitimately you can have a good time playing this game 22 years later mm-hmm. that's a good game i know you were worried you know i also i mean i i say that as a nostalgia gamer i literally invested in a very specific ps3 so that i could uh play ps2 and ps1 games using backwards compatibility mm-hmm. um so there's that but yeah i had fun and it's like it's hard Mm -hmm. it's not too hard it's fascinating it's a good story it's good visual auditory art Mm -hmm. um i think that the if they don't fuck with it too much the remake will be a really good service to the game Mm mm-hmm just in terms of updating graphics and mechanics and that kind of thing, like yeah. sort of fixing the things that are clunky. Dated. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. Would you play this game again? Probably. <gasps> really? Yeah. Right now? No. Okay. <laughs> I was really excited. <laughs> I'll let it go. <laughs> not, at, not at this exact moment, but... In my restless dreams, I see that town. Silent Hill. <laughs> You promised you'd play that game again someday. <laughs> but you never did. I'm waiting for you. Here. Inside. At my special place. <laughs> at my special place. You know what's also fucked up? Let me just say this. Yeah. Um, In this imagined letter, real or not, depending on the ending, she says, our special place. And then James is like, typical man. I don't know where that is. Is it the town? Is it the park? Is it the and it takes Maria to go? What about the hotel? Is that maybe your special place? Didn't you guys go there a lot? Do you think maybe was there a specific room mm-hmm. in the hotel where something special happened? Do you think maybe maybe that hotel? Maybe I think Mary just talking through Maria's mouth like, yep. um, how dare you? <laughs> First of all, how dare you? You killed me. Second of all, the hotel. Hello, I thought it was very clear. <laughs> Our special place. This man here, not paying... I don't know. Maybe the whole town is our special place. Yeah, we did love Silent Hill. What the fuck, James? Yeah. Also, I love the fact that this is still a resort town. I know we've been talking forever. But, like, Silent Hill is still a fucking (laughs) resort town that people go to. Yeah. He was, like, just there. Yeah. But it is such a powerful place that it's, like, it... There's... There's one person, the one, there's one, 
Silent Hill fanatic like myself on <laughs> YouTube who goes by the gaming muse. And she talks about how her theory is that Silent Hill functions the way that the Fae realm functions in Ireland and that it exists between spaces. It's mm-hmm. a space between. So it can exist in one world and the other because, you know, you go to the other world, you go to nowhere, whatever, things like that in Silent Hill. But like that it can be a happy resort town and a hellish nightmare purgatory at the same time. People can be more than one thing, Joel. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. <laughs> we should wrap it up because I've been talking forever and I could talk about a million things like Christina Aguilera and how she's the inspiration for the look Maria. of Maria, but also Cameron Diaz is in the face and that uh, Jacob from Jacob's Ladder is the costume inspiration for James. It's also Jacob's Ladder is also the best Silent Hill movie I've ever seen. So there you go. Not going to talk anymore about that because we are going to watch Jacob's Ladder for the Kitwaku later. So Woo! don't want to spoil it for you, but you did play this game. So uh, <laughs> I think, I think, uh, yeah, I'm excited about the remake. I'm excited. I think a little bit more for Silent Hill F mm-hmm. or Forte. I'm not sure. It's, it's, I think it's just Silent Hill F. But the F looks like the forte symbol in music. Yeah. Um, function. Function. It's also a function symbol. In Excel? Yeah, in, in coding. I don't know coding. It's okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, just because I can play the Silent Hill I have. The Silent Hill 2 that I have and be fine. I don't need a new version. I am excited that it will bring a version of Silent Hill 2 to a new audience and make it more accessible for younger people mm-hmm. and maybe bring some new life into it. Because if you've been a fan of Konami, as I have, you know, the disappointment of being a, a fan of Silent Hill for the past, I would say 10 years because it's been 10 years since downpour came out, but it's definitely been longer than that. I'd say since it's been like 15 years since a good game came out. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it can't get any worse. I'll still have Silent Hill. Nothing's going to take that away from me. That's exactly right. Okay. All right. That's it. (laughs) Silent Hill 2. I could talk about it forever. It's a fun game. It's a fun game. I hope that if you haven't played it and we just ruined everything for you, that you have a great time playing the remake because they haven't been shy about what happens in the trailers. No, they so, definitely did some spoilers in the trailers. Um, and I tried really hard because I was like, Scott, look at this trailer. But we're going to pause it there, though. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can't watch any more of the trailer. You can watch this 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, I hope that this Want to Play a Game segment goes well. If not, I mean... What am I going to talk about? All the Resident Evil games? Let me know. If you want me to talk about that, I have them. <laughs> I can play them. There it is. I can talk about Giant Vampire Booby Lady. Giant Vampire Booby Lady. I, I missed my calling. I really did miss that Halloween after Resident Evil came out. I really yeah. should have been Lady Dimitrescu for Halloween. But yeah. Oh, well. Alas. That time has passed. 
And so has this. So <laughs> give us a follow at Spooky Saturday on Instagram. Let us know if uh, we're tickling your fancy. Yeah. Um, and let us know if we should start a Patreon where you can watch us maybe play a game. Yeah. Or watch a movie with us with a live commentary track or what have you. Um, Saturday is my favorite day of the week. I hope by now it's also yours. If not, what can I do to make you like me? Please like me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't know what we're doing next week because these are kind of one-off. The one I play games are kind of one-off episodes, so I don't have a calendar in front of me. But um, tune in next week for something. Uh, <laughs> stay safe. Stay hydrated. <laughs> and as always, stay spooky, everybody. Stay we'll spooky, see you next everybody. God damn it. <laughs> stay spooky, everybody. We'll see you next Saturday. Bye-bye. Go play Silent Hill too. <laughs>